You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. Hey, Mary, you know, we looked away for a couple of days. I mean, you're busy, you're traveling. I had several things going here. We look away for just a couple of days and there are more Republican candidates. What do you think about that? Well, I think we knew they were coming, right? So yeah. one is um, Tim Scott. And, you know, in an earlier age, Tim Scott would have been a reasonably good candidate and someone that a lot of independents, even some Democrats go, hmm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But now that dude don't have a prayer. None. Although he apparently has a pretty good war chest, we're told. Yeah, I think like that's... twenty-two million. Yeah. But, so who who are that? Who is that that's giving him money? I I don't know. I, you know, and I think there's a pattern here. It seems to me. Take away uh, the last Republican election when Trump was just running for re-election, so there really was nobody else besides that. But you go back two elections before that. Republican conservatives always like to have a conservative black candidate run there. It's so it would have been uh, Ben Carson was one. And why have I just blanked on the oh, other? Nine, nine, nine. Nine, nine, nine. Of course. <laughs> of course. And, and what was that guy's uh, name? I don't even remember. Actually. I know it's terrible. I guess it'll come back. Uh, uh, come back to me. But it, it seems like, I don't know, that that says to them, look, we're not racist. And you, you lives, they're always calling us racist, but we have a black candidate. And I think that's like a point of, point of pride. And I, Tim Scott, I think, does seem like a reasonably smart, smart guy. I don't want to belittle him here, but I wonder if that's part of the charm for them. Well, it might be, or at least for some portion of the party, but I, and and I'm interested that he thinks that there's a lane for him, and is he running for the vice presidential spot? Uh, But I just don't see it on policy, for the race issue, I I don't, even if... um, Trump ends up getting the nomination or DeSantis or anyone. I don't see anyone picking him as a vice president. Do you? No, I do. I don't. I really think he'll be the Pete Buttigieg of this. Uh, he's not going to be vice president, uh, but he very well could have a nice cabinet spot. And that ain't bad. You know, no, that's, take that. He well, might even get transportation. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so and and who else announced? Well, nobody else announced. Okay. We just think we're days away from uh, oh, uh Ron DeSantis. So there's no real news there. I, I tell you the real news from here is my prediction of what's gonna happen in the Republican Party is evolving. There's still some of the same qualities, but I'm thinking more and more. It looks like this. Here's the scenario. Iowa, Ron DeSantis just like organizes uh, 
the death out of that thing. And he's got kind of the Christian right conservative, and he's the Ted Cruz that that fits in there. Somebody else maybe wins in uh, New Hampshire, but it's not Donald Trump, and Trump is increasingly in power. And by this point, a candidate who really knows a lot about how to run a race and how to be a very effective politician steps to the front. And I think that's Chris Christie. Oh, that is, you don't, you don't think Chris Christie will announce? No, I think he'll announce, but I, I think he'll lag back a little bit. I'm not intentionally lagging back, but actually if I were advising him, I would tell him, don't worry, uh, don't worry about Iowa. Uh, the people who win Iowa don't win the nomination anyway, with some notable exceptions. Don't worry about those uh, early races. We're going to focus on something like South Carolina. I'd have to look at the calendar and know quite where that, that fits. But sure, Christie's got a, a number of big pluses. He d- has not shown in the past that he knows how to handle Trump. But I have the sense that that he's been learning that over the last couple of years. And he's a pretty savvy guy. He was a pretty tough fighter uh, uh, from the beginning. He's got good, uh, good qualifications. And he would seem, I think, to the country a lot better qualified to be president than Ron DeSantis does. Hmm. This is an interesting... Um prediction john and i'm going to put that in a little box yep put it aside and put it in uh what we used to call in a previous election a long time ago put it in a lock box (laughs) yes you i can tell in your voice you're not so convinced on chris christie i i don't know um i mean that really requires trump to take a big fall um, but the thing about Christie is he did get the nomination. Um, he could be Biden. Yeah, he absolutely so could be. If Biden. the Republicans cared about winning, as DeSantis thinks they might, if he can prime that pump that Trump is a loser, I mean, I guess it's possible. The thing is, I don't see tri- um, Christie getting the MAGA vote and doesn't ultimately he need that because I, I he, they hate him because he's turned on trump yeah and that's a hard part in my theory i mean my theory has got to be based on the idea that trump can be beat in the early uh caucuses and primaries and that that will allow people to increasingly increasingly hang the loser label on him add to that i think by the time we get to what's essentially the beginning of next year when these, I think the Iowa caucus is like early January for, for them. So it'll happen pretty soon, but I think there's a good chance that uh, Trump is carrying along with him three indictments by that, yeah. that point. I think it's real yeah. possible. Uh, he'd have, uh, you know, the one that's already in place, but he's got the Georgia one and he may have the documents uh, uh, case by, by that point. You know, you can shuck off uh, one indictment and raise money on it, and you can yell on another one. But I, I know I always overestimate 
the mega base. But I got to believe at some point, the Republicans have got to think there's just got to be another way to get there without running a guy who may be convicted by the time the election comes. Well, and the other thing is, is are those voters the type that ultimately fall in line? In other words, if if the it's all wide open, Trump starts to fumble, um, and then it looks like it's going to be Christie, just to use your argument. Do those voters say, well, okay, anybody but Biden? In a sense, well, the way that the Democrats yeah, the way- did. To vote yeah, Biden, with, even with though Biden. you really loved him, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly right. And everybody, we didn't worry about falling in love. We fell in line, exactly, right. exactly. And do those voters have the capacity to do that? Because one thing I think we've seen with those voters, very much like the MAGA leaders that are in Congress right now, they're nihilist. You say nihilist or nihilist, but whatever. Um, they're, you know, they'll they will cause an insurrection, overturn elections, they're going to blow up the economy if they can. So ultimately, do they think we'll do anything to um, beat Joe Biden? Or do they run Trump as a, a third party rogue candidate? See, that's the well, other thing. And that was the next question in my mind. Does Donald Trump, if he's three primaries in, four primaries in, and it's clear he is not catching fire uh, and he could lose, which is something Donald Trump personally cannot bear. Is that the point that he says, screw the Republican Party and goes and runs as a third party candidate, uh, along with I'm predicting that the no labels uh, party will run a candidate. And I think it'll be somebody really funny like Joe Lieberman or something like that. Uh, Isn't you know, Joe Lieberman like old as crap? He's running this no no labels thing. He's the guy. He must so, be so old, John. Yeah, I think he's very, very, very old. But maybe they old as Biden. Oh, nobody's as old as Biden. I don't think <laughs> anywhere. So maybe it's not Joe Lieberman, but they get Ben Sass or somebody oh, like yeah. that yeah. Uh, to uh, to run on that. And we have then four parties, and there's some really interesting historical precedents for that. The 1948 uh, election, which is when Truman surprised everybody by getting reelected over Thomas Dewey, there were two other split-offs from the Democratic Party. Henry Wallace, who had been the vice president, was the very progressive wing. They broke away, and then Strom Thurmond, led what came to be called the Dixiecrats. Uh, and they broke away, and they actually carried uh, some states in, in the South. And, I mean, it's always worth mentioning, uh, the election that Lincoln uh, was elected president in, there were four parties running then. I mean, that really changes a lot of the dynamics in, in a way that I think it's hard for us to foresee. What does it look like if, let's assume, just being safe on it, that there's a Ron DeSantis, a Joe Biden, a Ben Sass, and Donald Trump. I think Biden wins that. Do you? Well, I mean, because, you know, 51% of the country are Democrats, and it should be hard. It's like none of those people you mentioned 
are progressives. So there's nowhere for the Democrats to go. There is no Ralph Nader there. Correct. There's nowhere to go. And so I think, you know, just to minimize the chaos and to make sure that Trump doesn't win again, because he has 35%. Um, So it's, it's hard to say, but I think Trump doesn't have a choice but to keep running because he thinks that keeps him out of jail. Yeah, it keeps him out of jail. And it satisfies, I believe, I hate to play psychologist on this, but it satisfies so many inner needs for yeah. him. Uh, they're including never having to say I lost. And then when he runs as a third party candidate, at the end of it, he claims the whole thing was rigged anyway <laughs> and that he actually won it and everything. Well, you know, we're big riggers here in the United we, States. We big are. Rigor. We are riggers, even the party not in power. Those are called the outriggers. Listen, looking back at this episode, all I conclude is this is going to be a very confusing election. It is. But, you know, for me and you, John, it'll be fun. It'll be the best. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Have a good one. Talk Talk to you later. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.